Hello everybody and welcome to 30 for Knowledge. Today we are doing a side quest. I am George. Hello, I'm Danny. I don't think we ever said what side quest was because we didn't have a name for it last time. We did one of these. We do have a really good name for it now. We've got side an amazing quest. name. And, but, it's, it's, but, but we're calling it side quest and people are like, what the hell side quest? All nine listeners are like, what side quest? Well, we're, hopefully we'll explain that in a bit more <laughs> detail now. Mm. Well, I guess side quest is our, you know... It definitely isn't a backup strategy for when someone hasn't done enough research. <laughs> when when a topic is just so interesting, there's so much to find out, sometimes research can take a little bit longer. It can just take just a bit too long, and sometimes you need a backup. And sometimes you need a backup plan. And also sometimes it's nice just to talk about other things yeah. that haven't been yeah. extensively researched and have a bit more of a conversation <laughs> rather than a... <laughs> slamming someone with knowledge all the time i can't tell like what level of um of bitterness there is here like after someone has done loads of research (laughs) i think you're being bitter against yourself i I perfectly understand okay bitter against myself is uh was one of my indie band names back in the day anywho uh so side quest uh because we didn't really define it it's kind of like a bit more off top well a bit more on topic i guess depending on how you define it and it is kind of like it's, it's, it is what it says on the tin. It's side quest. This is a little side discussion away from our main quest of uh, of satisfying everyone's thirst for knowledge. Absolutely. And we're still going to gain knowledge. We're going to gain and, knowledge. I mean, as long as there's not a deficit of knowledge by the end, no. <laughs> as long as knowledge is gained <laughs> as as or the level get, stays the same, then we're not, we are okay. As long as we're not getting dumber by the moment just from whatever nonsense i've asked us to talk about it'll be fine and then if this doesn't work out then we can always start the band yeah bitter against myself (laughs) (laughs) gonna get a tattooed on my forehead um so yeah so so today's side quest uh which is very video game focused and spoiler alert most of the side quest stuff probably will be video game uh heavy until we figure out other things we like to talk about well the name is also a clue it's yeah it's a bit of a clue but that doesn't mean we have to be beholden to it that's true because yeah i'm trying to think of an example but I don't have one, so that's a thing. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we could discuss world politics, we could discuss could. all sorts of things yeah. on a SideQuest episode. We could. But you've decided on, just... a, on a topic today. <laughs> we could discuss as, anything. As, as far-reaching as world politics. Yeah. What are we talking about today, Danny? Today, we're talking about handheld video game consoles. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, that actually is method to the madness with this, because... In recent days and weeks, there have been some updates and some developments in the space of handhelds, which kind of have been were getting a bit stale because people were like, when's the next Nintendo DS coming out? When's Sony going to put out a new uh, handheld? And uh, neither of those things have happened and don't seem to be happening anytime soon. Yeah, because the, the new version of the Switch, which I'm sure you want to talk uh-huh. about, that has come out, I, I feel pretty underwhelmed by its stats and stuff but i'm sure we'll we'll get to that so spoiler alert for uh, for the things that we are going to discuss but we're gonna, we'll get we'll get into them but uh one is as you mentioned the, the nintendo switch oled edition the, the names of nintendo things are always just so strange it's no, would, no, no, would no. it kill you just to be like switch to no, no no here's the thing what nintendo does really well is they do a really good initial name and then they kind of leech it into oblivion because they'll do something like the Wii, where everyone was like, it's dumb or whatever. It yeah. sounds dumb. Everyone made jokes when it first came out, but then it became the best selling console in history or whatever. Jokes and aside, it did very it. well. Uh, but then they followed that up with the Wii U. And it's like, 
You had something. It was yeah. It was like it was like oh, the Wii U was terrible and lasted for three years. Good job. And then it follows up with a Switch, and it's like oh, that's actually like really really good. It's like mm. it's like it's a new thing, and it's like it represents the console, and it's it's like snappy and it's beautiful. And it's like we're going to follow it up with the Switch OLED. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what a dumb fucking name. But fine, okay. Uh, but yeah, so the Switch OLED is what we'll be discussing. Uh, the Steam Deck. Ooh, yes. Ooh. Let's see. Did, Let's did talk. You, did you catch up? Yeah. The third thing we'll be talking about is uh, Playdate, which you reminded me about. Um, so I had a friend over yesterday, actually listened to another podcast, and we got onto the uh, the topic of this new handheld console, which looks fascinating, interesting to talk about. And uh, it, it, it does look very interesting, so we'll go into that. And I have a fourth thing that's kind of handheldy gamesy, but I'm going to leave that one to the end as a kind okay. of surprise kind of thing. Fantastic. Um, so... Where are we starting? Where where are we starting? That's an excellent question. Uh, firstly, I'll be like, uh, do you have any current handhelds? I know you've got to. I know. I know which ones you have, and so I'm just asking, just for the sake of the podcast, really. Um, do you want me? <laughs> I mean, I could talk about the ones I've had in my whole life, but currently I have a Nintendo Switch, and I also have stashed away somewhere uh, my old Game Boy Advance SP. Oh, you still have it? I still have it, absolutely. <laughs> Um, and the main reason I still have that is because, you know, every couple of years you, you get that nostalgia rush to be like, I want to play Pokemon Red. And then you play like the first hour? Probably. I mean, there was a couple <laughs> of years ago where I was like, I think I got up to Elite Four and I was like, that was fun. And it's not. <laughs> Goes back into the draw. With the but you do ace. get some weird looks on the train, on the tube, when you bust out your Game Boy Advance. <laughs> People haven't seen that for a long time. Is that like a flip phone? What's that? And also, it's so embarrassing with like the Pokemon, <laughs> the Game Boy Advance SP. Oh, I don't know you got the tribal one. The co- I used to have the tribal <laughs> one. I absolutely did. Um, that was stolen, I think. And oh, so I, I got because it was so a, cool. Because it was so cool. <laughs> yeah, so I had tattoos. to get a different Game Boy Advance. But um, the, where the old Game Boy cartridges, they only fit halfway into the bottom. <laughs> oh, yeah. So everyone can see what game you're playing. Ev- so, and everyone... Like, you know, Pokemon Red, Blue and Yellow are yeah. iconic. So when you're on the tube playing your Game Boy Advance, <laughs> it's very clear that you're playing Pokemon Red. That was like the first instance that I can recall of a company, maybe not on purpose, but designing something in such a way where they're like, let's uh, let's expose the poor people, the poor people who are buying the old games, the people oh, who, 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 who no. the people who won't shell out for a brand new GBA game. So we're going to let it stick out of the front where everyone can see it. I mean, it's great advertising for Pokemon, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, because they're the only ones that had cartridges that had colour. Yeah. And then everyone else, everything else was grey, and you'd know if there was, like, Pokemon. It's like, ooh, Pokemon blue. I used to love cartridges. Cartridge games they're were cool. just so fun. Give it a good blow. Off you go. Off you pop. <laughs> what about the cartridge? <laughs> I, I, could, I couldn't resist. I'm, I'm sorry, I'll grow up. Um, okay, so those are your current consoles, uh, your current handhelds. Do you remember your first ever handheld? My first ever handheld was like the family console for a bit, which was the big old grey original Game Boy, which was oh, fantastic. Yeah, Played uh, old Super Mario on there in Tetris. It's really wild thinking back that it didn't have a backlight. It, it was black and white with no backlight and you had to like s- sit near a lamp straining mm. your eyes and damaging your vision forever. Well, and that's the other thing about the old handheld. So I had the Game Boy Color after that as well. All of the accessories you could get because it was the only thing on the market <laughs> with like, you know, Sega Mega Drive and things like mm-hmm. that. But in terms of 
being an exciting handheld, there were so many like appendages and attachments you could have. You had like the magnifying screen, which then had like a built-in lamp. Oh yes, yes, like little lights on the screen. That was sick. You know, you had like you could plug in speakers. You could plug in speakers. You could plug in headphones. Get a printer. Oh yeah, so many weird things that (laughs) the camera, the camera, the the camera, and the printer. And it's like, do you want to print out a low-res black and white receipt paper? photo in massive quotation marks of yourself and or like a certificate to show that you collected all 150 pokemon <laughs> you could print off a certificate to show that you had done that um, i bet you one person at least framed it they got like a little 100 percent, if not more than one do you think it's like receipt paper where after a year it fades on purpose <laughs> so, so like it's meaningless <laughs> probably see that's why you had to get it into the frame Protect it, preserve it, it for all a, or for all time. Get it into an oxygen-free environment. Something I'm terrified of, Danny, which I've heard about, oh, is okay. that with these old cartridges, apparently after several years, they do fade and become unusable. Uh, unusable. I don't know. It's entirely possible. So, full disclosure, mm-hmm. I think my Pokemon Red and Blue are like within two feet of us right now oh right. less than that how big is a foot i think it's within <laughs> one meter of like where i'm sitting right now um and I, I am scared that one day i'll try to like whack in my pokemon yellow and and, just... and, and it won't even read it anymore and that'll be a sad day i don't I, know when I it's gonna happen i haven't heard of uh, cartridges being the things that deteriorate i was gonna say i believe maybe it's not as big a deal with older handhelds because they had um removable batteries but i think that's an issue these days with Modern electronics is that the battery's built in and over time built-in batteries do expand and like degrade and stuff. So they can, you know, blow up eventually. I once took an iPhone into Apple with a battery that was expanding in the back. (laughs) And the guy was like, I can't let you leave (laughs) with the store (laughs) with that phone because it's a health hazard. And I was like, okay, like, is it going to explode in my pocket? And he's like, have you flown with this? And I was like, not yet. I'm about to. I, was like, I mean, I flew back from Thailand with it and it's like, it's been growing ever since. And he's like, yeah, like, you need to get a new phone like today. Right, you're, I can't let you leave with that. Did you get a free phone? Of course I didn't get a free oh, phone. Right. I had to pay like £500 for a new phone. <laughs> you were held hostage. I was held hostage by my own phone. Well, I feel like we kind of all are, Danny. Yeah, yeah, true. Anyway. Anyways. That'd um, be a good side quest to talk about. <laughs> but on to, uh, more jovial things. Um, so I had the Game Boy Advance, had the Game Boy Advance SP, and kind of like a drought in terms of handheld games. And then, yeah, now I'm on the Switch. Well, I, I, I'd say that's a very respectable uh, lineage of handhelds to go through. Mm. Uh, I started on the exact opposite end of the scale, because I was very poor. And for some reason... Uh, I don't know how we got it or who gave it to us or why we made the choice. We decided not to be a Nintendo household when when I was younger. So I was a Sega boy and um, it was very not fun being a Sega boy because it's just, we get to play Sonic, Lucky Us and Alex the Kid and all that kind of garbage. Sonic is sick. It's not. Please stop referring to yourself as a Sega boy. <laughs> why not? I, there, there's something about it that just, just doesn't ring properly. <laughs> I, I can't work out what it is. I can't put my finger on it. But please stop calling yourself a Sega okay, Boy. So I'll just say I think it's, it, it's close to... It sounds like Venga Boy. It head. sounds like Venga Boys. It's close to Venga Boys. I don't know what it is. It's just upsetting. It's making me feel like a Venga Party bus is going to come through. <laughs> Sega Boy needs to be retired. What? Why? Are you not fun or something? You don't want the Venga Boys to crash through your living room door. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen okay. if you keep referring to yourself well, as a Sega Boy. Regardless. Uh, we ha- so I had, I had Sega consoles. And one of the consoles I had was the Sega Game Gear 
which was their god their i remember playing a friends game gear it's fun it but it's like they had great ideas and then made the mistake of just implementing them in a stupid way so whereas the game boy had like uh removable batteries and no backlight and it meant that your game could last forever on a relatively large screen even though it wasn't backlit the game gear was like you know what we're going to give you a full color screen backlit and I think it had a built-in battery. I might be wrong on that bit or whatever. But the key thing was, it was a massive chonker of a it console. Was a it chunker. was a giant brick and the screen was tiny. And the batteries lasted for about 20 seconds. Wow. And all I remember playing on it was a Jurassic Park game, which wasn't even that good. And I was just like, this is this is rubbish. A Jurassic Park has a history of bad games. Yeah, I can't think of a single good one. But uh, then again, maybe I'm not the audience for it. So yeah, so I had... Uh, a Sega Game Gear and then a massive drought like yourself. I remember my mum had a Tetris handheld uh, console and it was a handheld console that played only Tetris and that was it. That must have been a real money maker back in the day. That must have sold I think my mum went for like three of them because there was like nothing else to do. Well, Tetris is one of those universally across like ages as well exactly so age ranges people are obsessed with tetris well, my mom included so yes. also great tune i was trying to think to myself i was like i was like can i even remember it and then it immediately went to my head i was like oh that's not going away for a couple of weeks now but with the new tetrises you get all these like remixes and stuff but it's still like the There's base multiplayer tetris now as well mate it's absolutely insanity um so yes yeah, so i started with a game gear bunch of Tetris uh, devices, and then a Game Boy Color. And I remember being so happy on Christmas Day getting a Game Boy Color that I didn't realise that my mum hadn't bought any games. So... <laughs> oh, no. I've got a story like this one. Oh, my gosh. That is so no, to, 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 to be fair to my mum, I got a Game Boy Color because she knew I was obsessed with Pokemon. This yeah. is like 99 or 98. Absolutely. 1999 1998, something like that. And everyone was obsessed with Pokemon. And I was obsessed with Pokemon. And she knew I wanted it. So she got me a Game Boy Color. I was like, yay! And then she, but she was up front. She was like, uh, I couldn't quite find Pokemon. Uh, so we'll go and find Pokemon in like a week or whatever. Yeah. When, when they're restocked in the show. Because that was the Christmas where everyone it was got everything. Pokemon. It was the ultimate media synergy. Everyone was into the <laughs> into the cartoon. Everyone wanted the games. The The cards were everywhere. Absolutely. It was, there was a massive black market in the playground of fake and real cards. Uh, and I think the movie was coming out or was Probably. It, or something Pokemon like that. Probably. Pokemon the first movie. Re- ready to make everyone cry. Um, so yeah, so that was Game Boy Color, which was awesome. And then, yeah, another massive drought until Nintendo DS. No. If, you, if you don't know, spoiler, Ash dies at the end. <laughs> That's why like Pokemon seconds. the first movie... It's sad. Yeah, it's sad. Well, it's sad because he tried to stop Mew and Mewtwo from fighting each other. And his strategy to stop them fighting each other was to run directly into their gunfire. Has it worked (laughs) in human history before? (laughs) In the world of Pokemon? What was he trying to achieve? What was he trying to achieve? I remember, I remember nothing from my university degree. I remember Ash Ketchum running in between (laughs) two Pokemon psychic energy blasts or whatever i can hear the music in my head man like oh, it was such a the song yeah i can remember <laughs> the background tune as ash screams stop as he yeah. runs into it i can hear the music in my head what a scene oh, absolute scenes but speaking about <laughs> your your kind of like game boy color christmas yeah because all the all the rich kids in primary school they had it already oh yeah totally. because i remember like you know 
being in the playground and them talking about like where they'd been. Everyone was watching the show. They had Pokemon the Blue. They, they they had the transfer cable so they could hang out with the other rich mates who had Pokemon Red and they could transfer. Get that Gengar. Exclusive, <laughs> those exclusive. Evolve that Haunter. <gasps> a Beedrill. A Beedrill. Um, uh, and then like sometimes on the other side, they had such good Pokemon. Anyway, off topic. <laughs> um, so my parents had got me this Nintendo magazine, which is basically a guide to the whole game. Mm-hmm. And so that was my research. That was my only Pokemon thing that I had. So I read this game guide religiously. <laughs> so by the time Christmas came around, I knew it like the back of my hand. I was ready. And um, my parents didn't really understand it either. So I was very lucky. My mum was very, very sweet. And she bought me Pokemon Red and Blue. Oh, wow. Because she didn't know which one to get. So I was just like, absolutely besides myself that Christmas. (laughs) So lovely. And then that I remember. And you couldn't get I was in my room playing Pokemon Red that that Christmas morning. And it was like, George, you have to get dressed. (laughs) Like, your uncle and your grandma are here to have Christmas lunch. And, like, you're still here. And I was like, I'm in Viridian Forest looking for Pikachu. Pikachu, give me a minute. It's only been four hours, Mum. As soon as I caught that Pikachu, I was like, right, I'm ready for Christmas dinner now. Fine. <laughs> no. God, like, Mum, it's going to be four it's hours. It's like you found, you found a Pikachu and you're like, I just need to save, find a save point. I just need to find a save point. There's no water save. <laughs> You could save anyway. Oh, was it? Pokemon, yeah. Oh, okay. There was I'm no thinking, save points. Okay, I'm thinking, I'm, I think I'm thinking of like Final Fantasy or something where there was like, you have to travel half a continent. Oh, to mate, save yeah. Point. The save points of Final Fantasy are frustrating. So, that was uh, the great Pokemon Christmas of 98 or 99, whenever the bloody hell But it I was. think it makes a good point about how much nostalgia there is for handheld games and how exciting they can they be. Were absolute insanity at times i mean like thinking like going on to the next consoles i had because we had we the family unit also had a game boy advance sp and it was incredible and then it broke because me and my brother had a fight over it and broke the screen and my mum kicked off about it was it like kylo ren versus ray in like the throne room where you're both trying to grab the lightsaber at the same time it, it was exactly like that except i had my hands on the sp and my brother had folded the screen down and he was like crushing it against my thumbs and and he kept doing it because he was he was hoping that I would like let go yeah and I'm just as stubborn as he is and I was like I'm never letting go of this (laughs) never and then he kept squeezing it down until we heard a snap and like the screen had like cracked against my thumb knuckles or whatever and my mum saw it and yeah she was livid Um, and this happened to be whilst we were in the Philippines and I was very acutely aware I was like I don't think there's any laws against child violence in here. Like, my mum could take us out right now and, like, the law would be silent about it. Oh, we're, in, we're in international waters. <laughs> yeah. We're at risk. So I was terrified. I was like, all right, yeah, cool, fine. That, that's on us. Um, and then nothing until the DS days. And the DS days were very interesting because we had the whole um, ROM, not ROMs. It was, do you, do you remember when everyone basically had, like, a memory card full of pirated games. Well, I never had a DS. You so I was not, I was not part of this us. culture. You were, because we played it in sixth form. We were all, like, playing stuff. I think I might have played yours. I might have played other people. Because the DS had that really cool thing back in the day where it's like, if one person had Mario cards, but there was, like, seven DSs, it would share it to all the DSs. Yeah. So, like, seven of you could play with, like, one copy of a game. Yeah. And I think one of us pirated it. And it was like, such a good, uh, such a good way, good connection we had so many ds's back in the day and i'm really upset i don't have one anymore really yeah so upset every time i go into computer exchange i'm like maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe i'll get a ds um for what game though 
<laughs> Alright, you rumbled me. I don't know. I don't know. But apparently there were there were a bunch of there, my, my my dreams there <laughs> were paper thin. <laughs> Look, I got nothing to back it up, okay? I just wanted to be involved. That's it. Apparently there was like there were uh, a bunch of uh, classic titles and everyone's like, you need to play these classic titles. Okay. But, but what they're doing now, it seems, is actually um, kind of porting old stuff mm. to the Switch. Yeah. Something like, I don't know if you heard like about the um, announcement of something called like Advance Wars for Switch, which is like, which is a remake or a remaster of an old, uh, d- very popular DS game. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but nowadays... I have a Switch. I have a, I've had a Switch since 2017 when it came out. Uh, I also have a PS Vita, which is an absolute odd duck of a handheld because it's like... When did that come out? Like, what I kind of no era was that? I think... Because it was post-PSP. Yeah, it was the uh, it was the follow-up to the PSP, and then it had several versions of the Vita because there was, like, an OLED version and then an LCD version and then a glossy version and a Wi-Fi-only version, all these different things. I can't remember when it came out exactly i got mine in 2016 i think is the vita the one that had like weird disc cartridges or am i thinking of the psp still that's they're like a really odd that, that, that was the psp that, that was the umds hardware umds yeah that, that was that. i believe the psp had uh used smaller cartridges and now umds it, it... are used to blow up tanks all around the world <laughs> Bastard UMDs. Uh, yeah, but the PSP I almost never used. I felt really bad about getting it. And then it's still in my drawer. And it's still really cool. But there were just no really cool games for it. Such a shame. Because they tried turning it into like a little mini PS3 or something. Where they yeah. said, oh, you can play, uh, you know, Uncharted on PS3. And get the PS Vita version. Like Uncharted, Nathan Drake's Fortune or whatever. Or whatever. No, what was it called? Lost Compass. I don't know. It was just this weird semi full console experience on a Vita but it was never quite got to the same and they were trying to create a synergy between the handheld and the console but but actually it was like lack thereof unfortunately (laughs) do you think Sony should just stop and just stick to what it does best well they stopped uh, the Vita so so, so, so they're they're, they're not in the um, as far as I know they're not in the handheld market anymore I mean leave it to the experts I'd they say. didn't do that badly. The PSP did quite well, as far as I know. Even though it was weird with, like, one hook disc mm. analog stick. And there was only one. Like, like it wasn't dual analog stick. It was just, you want to play a third-person shooter? No. <laughs> it's, like, it's, you, you, it's never going to happen. So that was the past. We'll move on to the future now. Okay. Okay, so so that's our collective knowledge of handhelds. Uh, first up, the, the most uh, boring of these updates. Okay. The Switch OLED. Yes. And my lord, is it boring. Yes. And such a disappointment. We mentioned on our very first side quest, which we didn't call side quest. But it's now called side quest. It's now called side quest. So, so side quest one in retrospect. Yes. <laughs> was, uh, we talked about E3. And not episode two. No episode two. Side was, quest one. It was side quest one, which is a very, it's, it's a different, <laughs> it's a different law. It's a different timeline. Uh, where we talked about E3 and everyone was disappointed that there was no Switch Pro. Yes. And then, like a month later, Nintendo quietly Again, the Switch Pro is a, a better name. It, it is better, but I think the what, what the theory is was that the Switch OLED, when it got announced, it was so underwhelming okay. because better screen. So in terms of all the changes, bigger screen, slightly better screen because it's an OLED now, you have higher contrast, um, better kickstand nice. that actually moves and doesn't just click off and fall off every time you use it. Apparently enhanced audio. And the dock it comes with has a LAN port now. So if you're doing multiplayer gaming, 
you know you now have a terrestrial connection rather than uh, just wireless all the time. Yeah, which will mean your games update quicker. Yeah, download new games faster. For the seven people playing Nintendo Switch online, it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) One of those incredible people at Mario Kart. (laughs) All those people playing Splatoon 2 or whatever, God bless them, they now have slightly faster internet. Uh, But the problem is, no other hardware improvements. No improvements to power. Mm. No improvements to, like, processor or RAM upgrades, as far as we know. Yeah. No improvements to whatever graphics chip they're using. Nothing. That makes me worry about the longevity of the console. Mm -hmm. Because... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're going to release at some point some sort of version of the Switch, which is more what we imagine to be like a Switch Pro. But now this OLED thing is coming out. That's pushed that back, Mm -hmm. surely, by a few years. It's. It, I, I find it a double-edged sword because, like, one, I'm like, this is not a good thing because, as you mentioned, it's feel like the Nintendo Switch wasn't overpowered when it got launched. Like, when it got yeah. launched, people, you know, people were saying this is kind of borderline last gen here. And, but people are sort of able to make games for it, but just at, like, way lower res, lower mm. res textures, lower draw distances, etc. Um, so, and now having this, it's like, okay, I guess this is still going to be the hardware for like another few years at the very least kind of thing but it makes me feel a bit better because i'm thinking at least now they're still going to be releasing their major titles for something that will still work on my old nintendo switch now i won't have to upgrade yes because i really want to play the next zelda which comes out apparently next year and i really want to play it and if if they had released a switch pro right now and they were like, it only runs great on a Switch Pro. I'd be so upset mm. because I'd be like, I have to buy a new console just for that one game. Question. If you were going to recommend, say someone wanted to buy a Switch, mm-hmm. would you recommend they go for the base model or would you recommend them to get the OLED? Well, the OLED is apparently, is, I've been told I say apparently too much. So I'm going to try and nip that in the bud. <laughs> we'll beat that out. We're, we're gonna, I'm going to beat that out to myself. Um, <laughs> I said beep. <laughs> I thought you said beat, like, just, okay, right. I said beat, like... Well, we know where your head is, yeah, yeah. But it's been a hot week. Um, so, the the new Switch, OLED, is £309 recommended retail price at launch. Okay. Which is about £40 or £30 more than uh, what the normal Switch is. And yeah, because the Switch hasn't really gone down in price, especially no, with Nintendo COVID, doesn't do that. Especially with COVID and lockdown, it's still such a desired console and during the height of the pandemic, it was very difficult to get. People can't, it was out of stock. <laughs> Even now, it's Even just now. ridiculous. So, yeah, it's either, do you play, the, do you either pay 270-ish pounds for the baseline or do you want to go that extra 30, 40 pounds for all of these, you know, some could say trivial upgrades. Some could say it's like very, very useful upgrades. I would say, uh, if you are primarily a handheld gamer and you're primarily going to use it for handheld use, totally get the OLED version because mm. all of those improvements are for when you're on the go. Improved yeah. audio, a better kickstand, the better screen. But the moment you go and put it in a dock, it's just back to just standard being that standard switch. switch yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So it's out on October eighth. Okay. Are you going to get it? The OLED. Yeah. No, I'm very happy with my Switch. Hell no, am I going to get it? I did, I did want to mention, though, that I love the optimism <laughs> that Nintendo Switch or Nintendo have for their, their handheld consoles. They're um, like, everyone's going to buy this. Everyone's <laughs> going to buy this. Every person ever <laughs> is going to play this. And the adverts I just make me laugh so much when you see four friends. And if you haven't seen this advert, this is 
Like, it's literally what it is. Four friends, like, meet in a pub beer garden and they're like, way, she's here. Everyone's, like, holding a different version of the Switch. Like, someone's got, like, the bass version. Mm-hmm. Someone's got, like, the light version. One of them's, like, got the kickstand out and is playing with two controllers in his hand. And then the fourth person arrives. It's very, like, multicultural gathering of people. They're all in their 30s. Match. And they all sit down to play... Um, Monster Hunter World Stories 2. And they're like, right, where are we going this time, team? In our in our Monster Hunter Stories 2. And I'm just like, this has n- never happened. Not, not once. Ever. <laughs> what have you... Please write in at 30thknowledge at outlook.com if you have seen a group of 30-year-olds, men and women, playing Switch together mm-hmm. at the pub. I hardly ever see anyone on the tube playing Switch. No, I mean... Very, very rarely will I see someone actually on the go playing a Switch. One of the strangest sights I ever saw was back when I lived in Madrid and it was late 2017, early 2018 or something. And I was just walking down a street in Madrid and a guy was walking in the opposite direction, walking towards me and he was playing a Switch on the street. But he wasn't like playing it like casually, like kind of like head down, you know, just playing. He had it like up to his face and just playing it. And it was, it must have been like three inches from his head. So you couldn't see his eyes? I couldn't see his eyes. He couldn't see the road. I don't know whatever happened to that guy. I just remember thinking, you're really bold for doing this. But well, the legends say he's still yes, playing. He, like he's that still, way he's still playing. It's still three inches from his head. He's finding every shrine in Zelda. Every shrine. It, yeah, it was wild. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's just Nintendo Switch OLED. Big, uh, big boo in my book. I'm going to, yeah, I've definitely. I don't. I think the next thing that the Switch does, the next kind of improvement cycle, the next hardware that comes out, I think would have to be significantly better than the base or the OLED to totally. maybe be like, I'm ready to like get another Switch. Yeah, totally. So moving on to something a bit more impressive hardware-wise. Yes. Something we that uh, got announced this past week, Steam Deck. I'm going to say straight out. I am someone who should probably invest and get a gaming PC because I've always wanted one <laughs> and I've never had a proper one. Oh, you had your, your that World functions properly machine. and just works properly. That that was a cheap piece of crap that was put together really badly because I had no idea what I was doing <laughs> and I just ordered it off like some random shop on eBay. It was like two thousand and eight. Like the graphics card didn't fit into the case properly. Oh like, yeah, it, it had to like be sat at an angle. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, you had to like hammer it in just and then like weld the case shut just so it would all stay in position. I mean, the less talked about that that PC tower <laughs> the better but since then I've always kind of either stuck to consoles or I flirted with PC gaming in terms of last year I bought a fairly decent like gaming laptop mm-hmm. but I still don't use it that much for gaming just generally for work I don't know it always feels like a half measure to me to not just have a gaming PC yeah that's my just my initial no, no, I... thing going into the Steam Deck are, are there PC specific games where you're like I really want to play this if I had a PC I don't know there's always there's always something that I'm just like oh that's a shame I can't play that <laughs> so when Skyrim was first out and people playing on PC in the whole incredible huge modding community yeah. I know they eventually bought it to like the console editions and you could get some mods mm-hmm for the game which was cool but yeah I feel like you miss out on all of those like amazing opportunities to like not that I would be modding myself but like to experience other people's like imaginations and like the great things that people make for having, games having Thomas a tank engine in, in your game of Skyrim exactly yeah, did you ever see that no, I, I saw it so much I was like I want that I want all the chickens explode and I want Thomas tank engine everywhere and I didn't get to have that and it, and it still haunts me to this day um 
But the other thing that I'm quite interested in is the Viking game. Is it Wilhelm? Uh, you're talking about Assassin's Creed, or no? The there's a new Viking game um, that looks brilliant. It oh. starts with a V, not Valhalla at all. It looks great. It's like set on an island. And there's monsters. Valheim. You have. Valheim. That's it. I really want to try that again. PC only. So there are like a couple of things here and there that I'd really like to try. Apparently, Valheim is meant to be really, really cool. You would. That's uh, one example of a game that you would want to to get a PC. And I think once you've got your base tower kind of done, mm-hmm. then you're just every now and again buying just upgrades as like it. things go up. Yeah. Um, so I think having that you know initial investment of money into that thing just gives you so much scope for upgrades would so so going back to the steam deck steam deck one of the things that initially i don't know very much about it i think it's exciting but initially i'm like what's going to be the scope for improvements and like how it's not so much about like graphic updates or like you know the graphics having to be amazing but you know is it going to be able to keep up or is it just more worthwhile? Because it's about £400, right? Is it more worthwhile doing £600 and kicking yourself mm-hmm. out with a sick gaming PC? Anyway, let's talk about it. <laughs> so, I've got some of the details here. I did look at the reveal. To start with, £349 to start. Not bad. That is for the 64 gigabyte version. Okay. And so, the Steam Deck is a handheld uh, made by Valve. Uh, it runs Steam OS, so it's the, if you've ever, if you ever use big picture mode on Steam, where it goes with like a console kind of UI, that's basically it. Uh, but interestingly, interestingly, you could wipe all of it and just install Windows if you're an absolute lunatic. I did see in like someone's like play test of the Steam Deck that they once you connect it to a bigger screen, it operates just like yeah, a Linux a almost Windows, just like normal browser. So it's kind of so this is us kind of transitioning from the Switch to this, but the Steam Deck it doesn't have a, a dock yet, but an official dock is coming. But you can use it with any kind of USB C dock, That's it, yeah. which can then plug into like you know a screen and a keyboard and a mouse so you can use it like a little mini pc Mm. and um there's three different models they all have the same hardware in terms of graphics power and processing power and all that the only thing that changes is the memory or or the storage rather so 64 gigs at 349 quid if you go up to 459 quid big money 459 459 you get 256 gigabytes of memory and it's faster memory Okay. So that's the deal. And then there's like another higher end one, which is like 500, 600 quid for like a double that. Um, interestingly, I've said two interestingly, because there's a lot of interesting stuff about this. Um, it does take memory cards. Okay. So in theory, you could get the baseline one and then just get a really high end uh, memory card, put it in and just load all your games onto that. Mm. So so that could be an option. Um, I don't know if you've seen the controls and how weird the controls are. So it's got two analog sticks, like any good controller, yeah. and it's got two capacitive touchpads underneath, almost yes. like a, like a laptop touchpad, um, meant to help out with like PC-specific stuff. Um, I don't know how to feel about this thing. So the uh, watching this uh, playtest video, um, them talking about the different features and talking about those features of the controller, According to this this person that I watched, that there apparently it's quite good. And mm-hmm. if you're someone who's used to PC gaming, um, even though it's on the back of the console, apparently it's still like quite intuitive. I know and, that it's, it's a welcome it's a welcome feature mm-hmm. apparently. So there's the touchpad on the front, so it's, it's where your thumbs will be. Yes. Uh, on the back, it's kind of like a pro controller where there's like programmable buttons on the back, so mm. you can that 
feels weird to me as a guy who's never had a, a pro controller being able to use like my little fingers feel like little chipolata sausages when it comes to like precision <laughs> use. So I don't know how I feel about it. it. But I think I have a slight hesitancy uh, because it's Valve and Valve are really cool. But the last time they did like hardware was like Steam Machines, if you remember those. Vaguely, Just, but definitely needed a reminder. It, it was it was a bunch of like Valve licensed or Valve created PC towers that were meant for gaming and were given certain specifications to be able to run like a almost game. like their own version of like their Alienware. Yeah, that, yeah, that kind of thing. And it really didn't go anywhere because it was like, oh, okay, you can get this, or you can just get a, you know a normal gaming t- a PC or something. So those kind of like faded into memory. And then the next hardware thing they did was... It's almost thing. slightly arrogant, isn't it? Where oh, well. where you're like, every person, every PC gamer uses Steam as a platform mm-hmm. to play games. So let's just give them Steam and nothing else. <laughs> I don't even know what what their kind of goal is with it. Because they have more money than most countries because they've got such a monopoly on, on PC gaming. So um, the fact that they, they, they keep going for hardware stuff and going into exper- experimental territory... Rather than Half-Life 3... <laughs> Well, they did Half-Life Alex, which apparently... Which I still can't play. Which, yeah, which, but you've seen the ending. I have seen the ending. And I haven't, so don't say anything. Because one day, on my Steam Deck, I'm going to play Half-Life Alex. Um, but how? Because it's a VR game. Yeah, well, well, that's the thing. Okay. I don't know if you can. Oh, <laughs> I got excited there. <laughs> because I, there's all kinds of... I don't even know how VR works with Steam and uh, potential Steam Deck uh, compatibility. But... This is the thing. So they did Steam Machines. Didn't really, nothing really came of it. They did a Steam Controller, if you remember that. This very yes. weird experimental controller, which did look cool, but at some point they were like, nah, and just dropped it again. And there was this very sweet spot for like a day when they were getting rid of all their stock of Steam controllers and they were selling them for like £15 or like £10. And I got so close to getting one and I didn't and I'm still bitter. Um, so they did that. They've started going into VR and now they've got Steam Deck. And so... You'd expect some sort of synergy between the two. Yeah, and I, I, like like maybe maybe they've they've done it where they're like we've learned from all of our mistakes and now we know exactly what the end user wants and this will be the thing that they want. Maybe that that'll be the case and maybe it'll be super successful. Uh, I want it to be successful because you know I I love the idea of more competitive uh, uh, entities within the handheld market, but uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm and I'm terrified. This would be the kind of thing where everyone gets super hyped for it everyone's pre-ordered one as far as i know like shipments are now slipping into like q2 of next year for for the release of this so exciting yeah if you wanted one right now you could order one now and you might get it next year maybe kind of thing when's the release date uh they start apparently shipping from the 21st of december this year okay uh but from what i've seen on twitter people are like yeah mine's confirmed for q1 2022 it's like okay that's a while but so you're looking at halfway through next year if you get into q2 i mean yeah i mean we, we can take a look at the the pre-order page uh, after this and cry um but i yeah i don't know how to feel about it i mean it's kind of it's kind of cool because i've got so many games on steam which i haven't been able to get through and if there was a thing some that, way of taking it on the go yeah but uh you'd be interested yeah or maybe you know maybe it'll be a a, a gnarly enough machine where if you do get a dock with it it really is powerful enough to run a lot of games and then you can just plug in your monitor and keyboard and you have like a little gaming PC right there. And it's... So according to this video that I watched, I saw someone playing Control uh, on using the Steam Excellent Deck, game. but through the tele- uh, through like a, a normal like PC screen. 
uh, using the USB uh, connection. And apparently it ran really well. Um, it wasn't like crazy ultra res no, no. I think they keep graphics. It, I think they keep it quite low, like the resolution itself, I think they actually keep it so I think it automatically like balances out for mm-hmm. you. So the games still look great and they're running at the it best. Runs okay. Yeah, and it runs like trying it the Steam Deck, you know, runs it at the best that mm-hmm. it can. Yeah. Well if that's the case then awesome. If they if they've done that kind of like automatic uh, optimization, then again, it's just it's just a kind of like lowering the barrier to entry for PC gaming. I think that's kind of ultimately what they're going for, for, you know, plebs like us that try to build a PC and we have no idea what we're doing. And then we're like, oh, this doesn't work with the drivers. Um, so, yeah. So I'm tepid about it. Okay. I'm curious to see where it goes. Need to find out more. I need to find out more. I, I want to see how it will realistically work out. So when people start getting these in December and January... And it'll either be, oh my God, it's the most amazing thing ever. I can't wait. Mm. Um, or people will be like, ah, it's just a small PC that runs, you know, games at like 720p or whatever. Yeah. So we'll see. But I don't know. I want it. I want it. I want Half-Life 3 more. But, you know, that's, yeah. that's me. Sweet your prices out, Valve. Yeah, gosh. They they did an interview with uh, Gabe Newell and, he's, and they were talking about games. And out of nowhere, he starts going into like uh, new new neural interfaces for games and all this research they're doing into like brain interfacing games and stuff wow. like that and i was just like you really don't want to make half-life 3 do you <laughs> or you could think it's like this is interesting <laughs> but none of this is half-life 3 <laughs> it's just like i literally do anything to to step away from those games left 4 dead 3 nah brain interface i'm just like come on guys come on help me out help me help you you help me help you make more money come on just give us what we want just oh gosh I'm going to be like 45 by the time that game comes out. I, it's not worth talking about. Yeah, it's it's just upsetting. It's just, yeah, it's very, very upsetting. 14 when it came out. <laughs> it's so upsetting. <laughs> I was so young. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you, you, we live in and we dream. At some point in my life, I will have existed on this planet wanting Half-Life 3 longer than I've existed not knowing about it. Exactly. At some point, I'm going to hit that threshold and I'll be very, very, very sad. Do you know what? One day I think it will happen. I think so. I'm optimistic. I think one day it will happen. Uh-huh. The feeling of celebration and the joy. Can you imagine when it's finally announced? It'll, it, I think it will be bigger than like a new iPhone announcement. I think it will be wild. You, you said that you watched the ending of I, yeah. Alex. And apparently there is some kind of tease towards a future Half-Life game. I, again, don't give me any details. Oh, there is. Oh, come on. <laughs> Ah, I need to find a VR headset. I'll tell you what, if the Steam Deck runs Alex, I'm getting it. <laughs> That's all I want. And it's just an, an odd image of like this tiny cube on maybe like a desk or like on a stand. And then just, just like wide. you with like an Oculus Rift on with like two <laughs> controllers. And it was, it'd be, I think it'd look really obscure what you were doing yeah. to like someone walking <laughs> past. It's like, what on earth is going on? Why is that just wearing a VR kit? With, like, no game. <laughs> yeah, yeah is, is he just trying to block out the world? Like, what's going on here? So, yeah. so This is my quiet space. <laughs> this is for me. Um, so, Steam Deck, interested, not interested? Uh, I'm interested. I'd like to see more. Okay, okay. Because uh, if, if it was good enough to replace any need for a dedicated gaming PC... I'd do it. Do I'm it. 100%. Nice. Okay. Uh, Especially since you can whack it onto any, like, t- modern TV or yeah, anything like that as dark, well. With the That's a, such a great... I can't do the word. Portability. Mm. Like, it's, it's quite freeing. You could play the ship. 
you could finally play the ship. I love the ship. I did pay actually pay the ship, but I love the ship. I used okay. to love that game. That was wicked. It was such a cool concept back in the I've day. I've never played Among Us. Mm. Um, my children at school love it, but I imagine Among Us is kind of like the ship. I don't know. I don't know even know what it's about. Mm, it's no. Finding like the odd one out, find the killer, find yeah, the person. Yeah, it's, it's finding team. the killer, but the thing that I loved about the ship was the fact that like, you have to find a killer, but also shower and like eat oh, food yes. and, and go to the bathroom and all that kind of stuff. And like go to the party. And then all pretend to be party NPCs. <laughs> it's so funny trying to be an NPC in that game. It's so good. And you just like go sit on a bench and just be really still. <laughs> and, and you don't realise that like your assassin is just like looking at you pretending to be an NPC. And at one moment like no one be holding anything and suddenly someone's holding a fire axe. <laughs> it's them! Such a good game. Why, why hasn't anyone... I think, that, I think I heard about them remaking it or remastering it. For like now, it was amazing. If it, if that's, I'm gonna find out about it because if that's the case, we have to get it. We have to get some Steam decks and then play it together. Absolutely, that's the plan. Okay, so going from um, <laughs> from the Steam deck to a very, very, very different machine, the Playdate, and I only put, added this in because you mentioned it. I only found about this, found out about this last night. So as you mentioned, a friend had mentioned it, mm. and uh, did they say anything specific about it? Other than we watched the trailer for just the thing in itself mm-hmm. and it looked it looked interesting. Um but I think it's from what I gathered it's an original console, um and all the games for it will be original as well. Um nothing linked with like other franchises and no. stuff, who knows what's gonna happen in the future, but it seems to be like this is gonna be something for independent developers and making it specifically for this one device. Yeah. Yep, so yep. That's uh, that's the gist of it. It is a brand new handheld from uh, a pre-existing company, which I think uh, hasn't ever kind of delved into this kind of thing. And into hardware, yeah. As far as I know, um, I probably should have done more research specifically on the company. It looks quite retro. It's yeah. So interestingly, it is a handheld device. It is bright yellow for some reason. Um, it has the usual kind of face buttons of like old school Game Boy kind of style, you know, like a D pad and a few face buttons. With the additional uh, quirk of a hand crank. Yes, the hand crank. The hand How did I forget about that? The hand crank is their unique selling point. Here are games to play with a hand crank. So the hand crank, I thought, was it, does it power the console? <laughs> is it an eco-friendly device? <laughs> no. Is this a way to reduce your carbon footprint for gaming? You know what, it sounds ridiculous, but now that you say it, I'm thinking... Yeah, why, why wouldn't you? It's like, it's on the device. Like, why couldn't you power it up like an old school radio exactly. back in the day? Uh, from my understanding, no. It's purely just a gameplay thing because it's, uh, it, it was an, it was a, a, initially conceived as like a new way to inf- interface with the game because every game now uses, every console game, you know, uses face buttons, D-pad and analog sticks, all that kind of stuff. They're like, what the classic if? setup. Yeah. And they were like, but what if something else? Um, and then they've designed a whole, handheld console around that um so i looked at uh so i looked at the website uh, and one of the first key things that kind of jumped out at me is that it is very old you said retro and it seems they're going purposefully retro black and white screen no backlight and i'm like that is bold it's to bold be, to be like hey it's 2021 we're probably sending people to mars at some point mm. but you're not going to have a backlight on your device interesting and it's like if you need to use it at night find a lamp or light a candle and play your black and white game that way. And I and I get it. I get it's retro and it's a power saving feature. So the battery will last way longer than, you know, an equivalent device. I feel like it's too much of a sacrifice personally. 
And, mm. I, and I think I think people forget how much eye strain a lot of this stuff caused back in the day. Yeah. Like I remember being taken to the opticians once because my mom was terrified at how red my eyes had gotten from playing like my Game Boy Color. Really? Yeah. Because because I it was Pokemon and I had a Game Boy Color. I was just like, Aah. and the screen was tiny. The screen was tiny. The screen was low res. The screen was not backlit. Mm. So I think the amount of straining your eyes did back in the day was way more. It's like like it's one. Every so often I think to myself, I was like, how come like an hour or two of gaming back in a day, my eyes would be bloodshot to hell. But these days I spend all day in front of the computer for work and it ne- it's never an issue. And it's like, oh, because things have improved since then. So the fact that the play dates going back to like... A- Anti-glare and things like that. Yeah. So the fact that the uh, play dates are going back to this kind of style of old school retro uh, displays, it makes me curious as to how, how like what the effect will be. Um, I definitely feel like there's a market for it. Um, 100%. Because, you know... We are both gamers and we always have been, you know, people are way more so than us and people are way less so than Mm -hmm. us. And I think there's, I feel like there's some sort of call at the moment for hark back to maybe, you know, air quotes, like simpler time when things weren't so this weird. (laughs) Weren't so much of this. Weren't so much right now. Like weird, like technology race and boom to like be the best, be cheaper, lighter, smaller, more yeah. powerful, that kind of thing, and less sort of like less flashier, I suppose. And you know, it's could potentially be environmentally friendly. I think as well. I think some people, uh, yeah, to, yeah, you're one hundred percent right. There's one hundred percent an audience for it, and uh, and you know, retro gaming is all the rage, depending on the time of year. Um, one funny, just a complete side note to this, like talking about, you know, oh, things were better back in the day. I had YouTube on in the background the other day and I was just playing through old music. When I say old music, I mean like 2014 or stuff like, nice. like or, or stuff from like university listening to it. And the number of comments were like, oh, take me back to 2014 when I was growing up and things were simple. I was like, fuck you. About <laughs> 2014 being simpler times. It was like, I was, I was 24. 24. And I was working a job I hated. I mean, not, not a lot's changed, but... Just where people like, like I, this is like one of those proper milestones of age when there's people talking about growing up in 2014, talking about how it's so simple. All I had was my yeah, iPhone. Yeah, because we were children. Yeah. So, so if, if no matter what happens, there's always going to be someone. There's going to be someone. I guarantee you, in about five six years, there's going to be some lunatic writing a comment under a YouTube video being like, oh, take me back to 2020. Take no, me back. don't take me back to 2020. <laughs> ever. Oh, it was simpler. All those days of homeschool, I loved it. Oh my God. Like, yeah. Do not take everyone, me back to 2020 ever, please. Everyone will romanticise all of these years. But anywho, the play date. So it's got all these little hardware quirks and gimmicks. Uh, it's made bold choices in not having a backlight. Uh, it has Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. So it's got connectivity. Amazing. And... Uh, the reason it has Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, or Wi-Fi for now, apparently, uh, is it ties into how they're going to deliver games. So I don't know if you know how they're going to deliver the games to this uh, little, the, to the little console that could. I don't, but in my head, I keep calling it the bad boy. The ba- <laughs> <laughs> I love how there's zero what is context. This, what is its actual name? I've said it like so. I know, but every time I hear, well, I hear his bad boy. So you hear me speaking, and you're just like bad boy. <laughs> I think it goes back to Sega Boy. Um, what is what is it actually called? The Playdate. It's, play it's, not, it's not much of a better name, to be it's honest. not. I think that they marketed it as the bad boy. Come and get your games Please from the don't. bad boy. I think, I think that would be kind of cool. Do you want to play this bad boy? Anyway, the Playdate. Um, <laughs> right, stop calling it the bad boy. Oh, gosh. It's the Playdate. The yellow thing with a hand crank. 
The yellow thing in the hand crank. Crank the bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't. I, I'll, I'll stop. Turn my crank. <laughs> if the marketing team for that device ever listens to this, they'll be like, "We're idiots. <laughs> Why didn't we do this all along?" Um, sorry. How how are the games delivered to the um, plate date? <laughs> sorry, I almost said bad boy. To the play date. How are they delivered to the play date? So. The way that they get delivered to the plate is they're trying... You need a moment. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, they're doing a season of games. Okay. And again, it's one of those things... It, it, season, when combined with gaming, is one of those words that immediately rings alarm bells to me. I was like, oh, fuck. Again, I'm an old codger. I hate the word season in games. I, I hate the Because immediately it's like in your head it's always online. Yeah, it's like updates. All that garbage cosmetic stuff that no one cares mm-hmm. about and then suddenly your game is now taking up 200 more gigabytes <laughs> on your device than it was before in the base game and it updates every time you log in and then it resets all your progress etc etc uh so to be fair uh the the makers of playdate seem to be trying to avoid that they are uh calling it season one the game will ship, uh, the, the console will ship rather. Uh, I haven't confirmed whether it's going to ship with like the first games on it, but the idea is, is that it'll be a 12 week season of games. So the handheld will launch and then every week for 12 weeks, you get two games and it's included in price. Wow. So you buy the console, uh, and then this is all from the website where they're like, and then for free in massive quotation marks for free, you get all these games. Um, two a week for 12 weeks and that's season one and it is um they said that the games they're all made bespoke for the play date because no other console has a hand crank or whatever they're all made for this they said some of them some will be very long games some will be very short games uh which again gives me kind of pause for thought because i'm like are these essentially going to be like glorified tech demos or have like one gimmick and then not be like a full mm. gaming experience you know like how vr like when vr kind of started it's like oh Batman Arkham VR and it was nothing. It was it's just like rooms to play in. Yeah, that kind of Play thing. with the technology. So 24 games in total across a span of 12 weeks and then people are like, all right, what happens afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> after 12 weeks, so after four, eight, 12, after three months, what happens? And uh, on the website it says, and we'll have more games in the future and we're working with distribution and uh, and working out how this is going. We're going to provide an SDK to developers to be able to develop games for it. But there's no word on if it's going to be like another season that's free or you pay for the season or it'll be games released on a one-per-one basis and you just pay for each game. No information. So the console itself is $179. Okay. Without tax. So probably closer to like... 200 pounds so about probably launching between 150 to 200 pounds uh and pre-orders are in july end of july end of this month even or end of this week Uh, yeah Uh, we're at the end of july danny i know christ yeah um so so in a week's time pre-orders will go live for this thing and i'm so conflicted i'm so massively conflicted because there's a part of me that thinks awesome a innovation something new something new something unique it's got a unique selling point there'll be a bunch of games made uniquely for this uh and they'll be free in massive quotation marks again um and and they're not getting like a bunch of like amateurs to make games for this like they've gotten like big names attached to somebody so, so I, th- I believe lucas pope is one of the guys making a game for this he made uh papers please and um, oh amazing and return of the Obra Dinn. i think Mike Biffle, Bithel is making a game for it. He's a guy who made Thomas Was Alone and um, Volume and something else. I think he made the John Wick game. 
John Wick Hex. Oh, amazing. Uh, as well, so, or he, or he was attached to it. So I think those are two of the names, and I think they've got a few others involved. So there could be like a really cool, high quality indie style games that people are clamoring for. Um, but there is a whole side of this where people are like, this shouldn't be how you do it. Like you shouldn't put out a new kind of device, which is bespoke and kind of like walled off from everything else and having it just be, you know, exclusively on this platform. Well, you know, with all of these things, you're, you're going to live and die by the games Mm -hmm. that are available on your, your device. And how many times have we, and we've spoken about a few of them already today where, a new kind of console comes out or is released and, you know, it flops. <laughs> because the games aren't very good. It's too, you know, strange or like something that's like too weirdly specific yeah. about it, which just means it, it stops being compatible with like life or, you know. It means like everything else seems to be moving towards more we're going to be a gaming PC mm-hmm but in an Xbox shell yeah. or a PlayStation shell. More than ever, I feel like we're reaching a point where people are like stripping back what makes things exclusively, yeah. exclusively theirs to make it more accessible to Everything's a wider becoming audience. Yeah. And so now you've got cross-play where it doesn't even matter in some games whether yeah. you've got an Xbox or a PlayStation because you're essentially running a branded gaming PC and you're now playing with people from other consoles. So it's like a move. It's a bold move to move towards something that's quite insular again. <laughs> Completely different to, so, every, to, to, exactly. to the way everything's moving. So I don't know. So like you said, it'll live and die by the games that come out. My If I was, if I was a cynic, big if, if I was a cynic, I'd be like, I have a feeling out of these 24 games that get released for it, maybe five of them will be kind of like... Six out of ten. There might be like a nine out of ten in there. As in, I I I, th- I think the vast majority will be probably very short games. But I can I can imagine because I'm thinking of things you can do with a crank. Um, yeah, I'm they, they showed examples of gameplay, and it's things like there's a fishing game. There's I was just about to say it's like in Lens, <laughs> you can have a fishing game. Then, but it's like that. Some people like use it as a choice selection thing. So you have like a choice wheel, and you know you do that, but. I don't know, I'm trying to think of the examples. I can't think of them off the top of my head. But, but, but imagine if you, have, if you broke the crank off. It's a good point. It's one of the, I mean, it's one of the key concerns of any new hardware company. You've got to be, and you're going to be using that crank constantly. Yeah. So it's got to be very durable. Nintendo have existed for over a hundred years, and they still haven't got joysticks right. They still have bad left joy cons. Everyone mm. still complains about it. So, so my fear is a brand new company coming in and being like, "We're making brand new hardware that's never been made before," and some of them aren't going to work. There's always quality control issues, no matter the company. Everyone has it. And I'm wondering just what the percentage will be for this. Because like I said, it's a hand crank. That thing looks like it's more than anything else is going to break off. Yes. And if it's like... And so... If we go back to the example of you and your brother from many moons ago, <laughs> it's not going to be the screen that's cracking. <laughs> just, one of you's going to be holding on to the crank, the other one's holding on to the box. Yeah. It's going to snap off. It's not, it's not a good look. So, and, you know, everyone is... Thinking about sustainability. It's a chunky monkey. The the play date. Yeah. No, it's not. Is it, it not? No, it's like when an I saw, a hand kind of thing. When I saw it, it looked like a box with I, a crank on the side. No, I, th- I think it's quite, I think it's like smaller than the size of like the old school Game Boy. What are those things that go, dun, 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 uh, Jack in the Box? It kind of made me think of a Jack in the Box. 
I think it's slimmer. I don't think it's okay. As, it's not as there, deep there, as there, I think it looks. There, there is um, a separate dock thing that is kind of like cubey that you can attach oh, okay. to it or whatever. But as far as I know, the actual device is f- fairly thin. I mean, I think they have to to justify not giving a backlight because they're like, we can keep the battery small and keep good battery life by getting rid of uh, the backlight. And so we can have a small battery and keep a very small device. Well, your lamps are not going to go out of business anytime soon. No. I've got candles for days. Um, So, yes, I don't know what it's going to be like. And there's a question of, like, after season one, what do people do? Mm. Does it go in someone's drawer? Does it just get ignored like so many Mm. Nintendo DSs or cartridges of Pokemon? And will this season two be more of a paid subscription service? Or are you going to start paying for individual games? I, I wonder if it's, like... We're going to do a service every year or, or oh, sorry, um, a season, like, you know, say every quarter of a year mm. or, or, or twice a year. And you pay for that. You pay for a season, which I guess isn't a bad model. But then if there's games you don't want in that season, maybe there's like two out of 12 games you actually mm. do want to play. It is a bad yeah, model. You don't have a choice. You have you no choice. Because if, you, if you're a player with a play date and, you, and season two comes out or whatever and they're like, reviews are like, yeah, like two of these games are good. Mm. And you're like, why do I have to pay for a whole season? And so maybe they'll move to individual per game basis. I don't know. But it just sounds so risky. I kind of wanted to succeed because I was like, because I, I, I want variety in the space. I think competition is good. And maybe it will and lead, innovation is yeah, good. Maybe it will lead to like someone else being like, wow, a hand crack is stupid. I have a much better idea of like a new control scheme or something like that. Um, but But we'll have to see. But as of now, pre-orders, July 29th, $179 plus tax. What do you think? Watch the space. You're going to watch the space. You, you wouldn't guess it outright. Not from what I've seen so far. <laughs> not, not from the black I'm, and white I'm a little bit of a basic bitch when it comes to games. <laughs> I've got to Colour say. Colour or nothing. It's, it, it's not so... It, yeah, I mean, I guess it's just like... I play a lot of AAA. It's not the, not like the main ones. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like a Call of Duty dude. But yeah. I do, do like the kind of... The cinematic polish and like yeah. the star quality. Because I'm all about the stories. Yeah. Very much that type of gamer. Like, I can't wait to play Ghost of Tsushima eventually um, on my very old PlayStation 4. (laughs) (laughs) The old man PlayStation. I wonder if they took inspiration from all of those, like, crazy, like, skilled players who, you know, finished Dark Souls without getting hit, but but by playing on a guitar (laughs) hero (laughs) controller. Or, you know, playing with, like... A Dance Dance Revolution mat. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I wonder if there's some sort of inspiration of, like, that kind of joy and, like, that spirit of... Again, innovation and, and just like experimentation that was like, I, let's I, try a crank. I, I like to think of it as uh, whoever designed it was just very bored going, gone fishing one day. Wouldn't it be great if and my fishing like, rod had a game? They're just cranking it and as he's cranking it, he just slowly like, <gasps> and then wrote it down. Immediately turned that speedboat around. <laughs> Threw his fishing rod in. <laughs> I don't need this anymore. He, he, he snapped off the long part, just kept the crank. He's like, genius, and then ran away. Um, With a boat full of fish. <laughs> Just abandoned them on the shore. I'll, I'll never need to fish again. Uh, okay. So that's this the, is how I feed my family. <laughs> so that's the play date. Lastly, not leastly, this is the mystery guest uh, spot that I'm talking about. I said there was a fourth thing. Oh, yeah. Mystery guest. Um, Netflix gaming on mobile. I saw the headline for this it? on my phone, but I don't know anything about it. It, is, uh, it, it was uh, leaked and then confirmed in 
a Netflix shareholder letter or whatever, they said they're moving into new content. And one of the things that they said they're going to move into is interactive titles and gaming. Uh, initially to start off with, because the moment I heard about it, I was, my brain exploded. I was like, what are you going to do? You're going to have people playing with remote controls? How are you going to integrate it with your TV? What the fuck is any of this? So to clarify, to begin with, it's only going to be available on mobile devices. So if you're watching Netflix, if you've got Netflix on your phone, on your tablet or whatever, in the library of films and TV movies, there will also now be games. Yeah. And then you can play them on your mobile device. And some people are... I, I can't, and it exists as part of the subscription. Yeah. No extra cost. So it's just another bit of content in the library. So you'd have your TVs, you have your films, your My Watch list, and then games. Initially, it's very exciting. It's, it's very exciting. exciting. It sounds exciting. Because if you think if you think of like Netflix originals, um, in terms of like as a production company, mm-hmm. and what they've churned out... On Netflix, you know, there's some, there's hit and misses with like most things, but they've, they've got the, some stuff. The majority of like Netflix produced or Netflix made shows are very good. So what I'm saying I, is, I don't know. What I'm saying is, if they're making games and they're like, they're releasing games, mm-hmm. at least half of them, bearing in mind they're part of the subscription anyway, yeah. subscription anyway, half of them are, are going to be good. Well, I have many. F- Thoughts and feelings. One, I don't use Netflix as much as I used to. I've got a subscription. I barely use it. But okay. my my feelings with Netflix is that they do pump out a lot of stuff. And some of it is good. But I feel like the vast majority isn't that good. Because okay. a lot of it is stuff where it was a TV show. It got one season. No one watched it and they cancel it. Mm. And I can't remember if it's been confirmed or if it was just leaked or if it was just a suggestion. But I can't remember if the letter itself said, we'll be, you know, leveraging things like Bandersnatch, which they developed. So Banders- did you ever play Bandersnatch? The Black Mirror. Black Mirror, yeah. Uh, so that's technically a game. It's, uh, you know, it's a multi-choice game and it's like choose your own adventure kind of thing. So they said leveraging stuff like that. And there's the Stranger Things games. Ooh. If you've ever seen or heard about them. Yeah, I have vaguely, but not they're, they're, they're kind of like retro style, yeah. old school, arcadey kind of games that take place within the Stranger Things universe. Uh, they look kind of cool. I never played them all the way through, but like I started... An old, like the old um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Besides so so it's it's pretty cool. Uh, I didn't finish it, but it looked it looked fairly well done for what it was. And I was like, cool. Um, but here's the thing. I Not to be completely biased, because I have and do work in the games industry, making games can get very, very difficult. Mm. Um, you will hear about all kinds of games being stuck in development hell for years and years and years and years because they can't quite get it right. You don't really hear that happening with TV shows or movies where a thing gets halfway made and then they just stop or they yeah. have trouble. And normally it's fair. It's a bit more straightforward. Um, so making games can be quite hard. So I don't know at what pace Netflix will put games out and if they're all self-developed or they'll get other people to develop it and then they'll publish it and put it yeah. on, on the platform. But other companies have tried to make games after making tv shows and i'm going to bring back our old mate jeff bezos a man who literally went into space faster than they could make a game (laughs) because amazon studios weren't able to put out a game before amazon's dude went into space and funny enough (laughs) i I read some more about the amazon mmorpg new world new world and it's just bricking people's pcs (laughs) <laughs> really i, I mean like, I, I saw like a preview or a review and people actually seem quite positive about the, at least like the gameplay aspects yeah. and, and what it's going to be like what do you mean by bricking people's pcs there was a bunch of reports of uh 
the new NVIDIA GPUs, uh, you know, the 3080s, 3090s and stuff, and a whole bunch of them were bricking or, or freezing on PCs and just, like, no longer working or whatever. And people were like, oh, there's a fault with uh, the GPUs. And then they looked into it more, they're like, wait, no, these were all breaking when playing New World, which is the, the Amazon game. Wow. And then some people said, yeah, we've done further research and it's bricking non-NVIDIA GPUs as well. So there's something up with the game. So, but to be fair, it's an MMO. It's brand new. It's fresh out. There's always going to be bugs. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to shit on people making a game for having some bugs in a game. Fair enough. But I guess the point I'm laboriously trying to make is it is a lot more difficult to put out a fully polished game versus, uh, it seems to be, there seems to be a lot more risk of trying to deliver full on games versus a TV, a, a season of a TV show. Mm. And, I made a joke about Netflix, you know, putting out something that's not so great and then cancelling it after a first season. But they do do that. Yeah. They, they do have shows where, you know, they have a season or two and they cancel it out of nowhere. And people are like, what the hell? Like, we actually liked it. And they say, well, people liked it, but not enough people liked yeah. it for us to put money into. So if they're going to be self-developing these games, then there there is the risk of them being like, oh, we started this making this game and people didn't love it after the first week. We're not going to make any more of these kind of games. So I'll be very, very interested to see how they how they approach it and uh, how it will evolve. Whether the commitment is going to be there yeah. through like some of the losses. Yeah, if, you, if, you, if they can get through like a year of development of a game and then they're like, this isn't quite working. And if they're willing to stick through to it and see to delivering it. Because as far as I understand, this is very anecdotal at this point. As far as I understand, a lot of Amazon planned stuff, a lot of stuff that Amazon had been developing as a game studio hasn't come to fruition, uh, fruition and has struggled to get out of development hell. And it just shows that even if you've got all the money in the world... It's not easy. It's not easy. It's... And you're and, and throwing money at a problem or hiring people who have like more experience yeah. or whatever, you know... Google tried it. Google launched Stadia. Oh, yeah, and, and, they, and they were like, we're putting loads of money on this. We've hired a million like executives and a million talented people from the industry. We're going to give them all the control to make games exclusively for Stadia. How long ago was that? It's been years. I mean, you don't. I mean, there were Stadia adverts all over every kind of gameish website. Yeah. You know, there was the Stadia adverts everywhere. Must have cost them a fortune. Doom Eternal on Stadia. And now, where's 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 who has a Stadia? Where is it? Is it what what is the Stadia? So yeah, so I'll be very interested to see Netflix's approach because if they just publish stuff, if they get outside developers to make stuff based on Netflix shows or whatever, or or Netflix gaming originals or something, that could be very cool. Um, if they're trying to do it all in-house, I think they're going to struggle. Mm. And I think they're going to struggle to... I think people might have this expectation where they're like, oh, you put out a new show every week or every month you have new content. Like, what about the gaming stuff? I don't think they'll be able to put out new gaming stuff that often. Something that could be exciting with the connections they've now got with actors... Mm -hmm. You know, you we could be seeing lots of famous faces appearing in games, maybe cool. tied into some sort of like Netflix contra uh, co uh, contract. Um, might give some actors like an opportunity to like try their hand at something else as well. Maybe they haven't done like any CGI work, or maybe they've never done like any voice acting work, and you know, it might be like an interesting step that way. I mean, with most of the things we said today, I'm like quite optimistic, and it's quite nice that there's still quite a lot of experimentation yeah. and innovation going on. It's all brand new stuff. It's not like someone saying, oh, another streaming service gets into games. I mean, apart from me saying it because of Amazon trying it yeah. and now Netflix. But but yeah, it's it, this is a brand new thing. Like I said, when I first heard of it, I was like, 
how does that even work? Mm. How the hell does a streaming service put games onto their streaming service? Absolutely. Like, yeah. And so, yeah, it is, it is very, very exciting. I think it's because I've seen so much failure in yeah. terms of how uh, companies try to go about developing games where I'm like, oh, don't know about this. Uh, but it will be cool to see. if. And here's the thing. I loved Bandersnatch. I thought it was a really, really cool Love story. Love Black Mirror. Fantastic. And Charlie Brooker. Yeah, it's absolutely genius in how it was made. So I don't know if you'd really get that kind of same level because Bandersnatch is, the whole story is tied into the fact that you are playing a game version of a TV show. Um, and it gets really, really meta at, at certain points. Have you played it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it gets really, really meta at points. So I don't know how many other IPs that Netflix has would tie into that. I mean, you're not really going to have like the Arrested Development game or... The, or, or the Bridgerton, you know, like... Do you know what it might just be, Danny? You know, your mum's sitting on the sofa. <laughs> she's watched a lot of Netflix. She's a bit bored. Maybe she's looking for something else to do. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can play Tetris through Netflix. Maybe there's some sort of, like, you know, card game, like a version mm-hmm. of, like, poker. Or there's some sort of, you know... You know those, like, kind of time-filler handheld Does that iPhone good? games? Sorry. It doesn't sound... <laughs> It doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound innovative. (laughs) However, you know, I can definitely see a market for, like, my mum playing games on Netflix, you know? You know what? Now that you mention it, one of the biggest problems I have with Netflix... Football manager. That'd be easy to do. Some sort of football managing sim. Any kind of, like, low-technology sim would be so easy to put on there. One of the biggest issues I have with Netflix is the fact that I sit down and I'm like, I'm going to watch something and I can't for the life of me decide what the hell I'm going to watch. Classic I'm, TV problem. I'm sat there for minutes, just like, no, 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 could, no, 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 eh, no, no. <laughs> and so, like, I can imagine if, like, <laughs> what if you're just scrolling after a certain while and they're like, do you just want to play a game or something? And then they just scroll to, I don't know, Stranger, Stranger Things Season 5, the video game or whatever. And then you could do, like, I don't know, Bomberman. Yeah. That would be a very specific choice, but yeah. Wait, so I'm just starting to think of, like, some easy, like, couch cart games. Mm. Not a crazy... Like, Bomberman is, like, well-loved. Yeah. And, like, people like that. But so it's, so but so it's not a thinking... crazy, overly, like, an expensive no. name. You, you think, you're thinking that it could go the route of, uh, like, old classics that are f- mm. fairly well-recognised that people could just be like, oh, cool, let's all play this or something. Exactly. That could be cool. Netflix, if you're listening, don't steal our ideas. Um... Yeah. I think there's, there's there's potential for it to be interesting. There's, there's, there's definitely potential. Um, but yeah, it'll be free with a subscription. Uh, there's no word on any confirmed titles yet or when this is even going to happen. It's just confirmed to be happening. Uh, again, mobile only first. Cool. So it won't be on the big screen. It'll be, you know, selecting on Netflix on your phone and going to the game library or whatever. Um, and I guess we'll have to watch this space to see if it's actually something that comes to fruition. God, I love watching space. I love watching space. Especially when Jeff just, Bezos is in it. Just... <laughs> Is he down yet? I don't know. I don't he care. is. He is. I, I, I couldn't help but laugh though that uh, when he took off, it did just look like a man taking off <laughs> in his own penis. In his just, own in his own bad boy. It just in his <laughs> in his own crank. The rocket looked like a penis. Like I don't want to be too basic and crass about this, but it looked like this. I'm not even going to say giant white penis. It looked like a very chody penis launching into space with a little man inside it. And the thing is. <laughs> Everyone who built a rocket knew that. Everyone knew that. So all I can think is, it's like, Jeff knew that. And so, and he knew that everyone would be watching. He knew that people would be taking pictures. He is essentially a great big middle finger up into the world. I, 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 I like, Here is the size of my dog. <laughs> I like to think of it more as everyone around him kind of knew it was starting to look a bit penisy. 
and he didn't notice. He leaned in. And they were like, <laughs> and, and they were like, don't tell him. Or someone was like, should we tell Jeff? And they're like, nah, fuck him. Or he just chucked money on him. It was like, build me a rocket just, and never even saw the plans. I'll say this about the guy. Very bold of him to be like, this ship has never flown with people in it. Let's go. <laughs> and he just went. <laughs> no fair. That is ballsy. No fair enough. I will, I will, I will give him that. Mm. But I just, I just, I, we've gone really off topic here. Nice. But like, you know, in terms of like statistics and figures, people say there are a certain amount of people in the world. And if just one of them wanted to, with their fortune, they could end world hunger. And being a human being on this planet, if I was in that position, how could you not? How could you not put yourself on the right side of history and you would... You know, Amazon would get the losses back within a couple of years, you know. You could change the world completely for the good and completely change human history. I do have one. I have a very boring answer to to that quandary, which is the kind of person who does think like that isn't the kind to amass enough wealth to become a billionaire. And here we are in my room using a yoga mat as a soundproofing board. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm here not ending world hunger. (laughs) It starts at home, George. It starts at home. Oh, I am hungry. Yeah, I know. Um, so, believe it or not, that was the episode about handheld consoles. <laughs> it all, it's all, I mean, it all, it all feeds into each other. It, it? It is, it's all the same thing. It's, it's Amazon, they're still making games, so it's still technically all relevant. So I, just, all I like that we have our hands in many pies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the next episode, we could talk about the history of penis-shaped rockets, maybe. But Maybe. Maybe. Phallic objects. We'd be here for a long, we'd a long time. time. We, we, we'd start going into like all the kinds of different wars that have happened with the. How many, how many parts of that series would there have to be? Parts. Just <laughs> <laughs> how many bits? How many bits, <laughs> bits are we going to talk about here? Any last thoughts about any of these wonderful items we discussed? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm too annoyed. <laughs> I'm too annoyed. I've worked myself out. I'm angry. Okay, out of the, uh, the Switch OLED. Steam Deck, yes. Netflix Gaming, or Playdate, aka Bad Boy. Which one? Definitely the Steam Deck. The Steam Deck, yeah, Ditto, yeah. But I'm excited to I, again. I am excited to watch this space and to see what new innovations like come out of this. And as it gets closer and people start trying it more, what are the reviews yeah. going to be like? I, um, yeah, same. Now, now we just have to see if uh, even Microsoft or Sony will throw in like a dark horse straight away and be like, "Haha, we now have our console." Oh, it's like console con- console arms race all over again. All over again. That's it. That's the episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I've been Danny. I've been George. Thank you for listening. And uh, we're not going to ask each other if we're... You're still 30 for knowledge? I mean, it goes without saying with a side quest. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we still want loads of knowledge about these handhelds. <laughs> yeah. We're still waiting for it. So, yeah, we are definitely, certainly still thirsty. Um, 30. I'm definitely 30. still 30. I feel it more every yeah, day. Every, every day. Every day. Every day gets shorter. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We're leaving this in a dark place, but I kind of like it. Um, yes, we've been Danny and George, and we will see you next time for a run in the in the normal series of episodes. Mm-hmm. We are. Do you want to give uh, the title away, Danny, or are you going to keep it close to your chest? Uh, I'll say it is marginally technology and internet related. Cool. Uh, it might get kind of sad and and dark again, depending on the direction we go in. Love it. But uh, yeah. And I will be learning about that next time. Yeah. Very exciting. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Take care.